Welcome to a special WrestleMania review of the Kickout Podcast. I go by the name of Skillet. What's going on? My name is Ace. And uh, where are we recording right now? Right now, we are in the Regency Hyatt. Yes. In downtown Dallas. 300 Boulevard. 300 Boulevard. This ain't an advert. We didn't get paid for that. But it was a nice day. We're not getting paid for it. No, it was a nice day though. It's a very nice day. And we've been here since Thursday, haven't we? We've been here just before um, all the excitement of WrestleMania weekend kicked off. It's good to be back traveling again. You yeah, know? we haven't been on the road since COVID, so it's back. It's good to be back traveling, and uh, and what a weekend we've had. We've had yeah. WrestleMania 38. I'm just trying to remember, like before we talk about WrestleMania 38, how was Friday? What did we? We had a media junket on Friday. Yes, and so, a SmackDown Hall of Fame. Yeah, SmackDown and Hall of Fame. I totally forgot about that. That's well, we got lots of talk about. Uh, but we had a lot of talent uh, yeah. that we in, we interviewed. We interviewed the likes of Naomi, uh, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens, Becky um, Lynch, uh, Corey Graves, Corey Graves, Austin Theory, Austin Theory, all, Rhea, Ripley, Rhea Ripley. All these fun interviews will be coming out. They're coming soon. Trust coming me. Coming soon this week. You might have seen some of these interviews already on our socials. So if you follow us at the Kickout Podcast on our YouTube channel, Kickout Podcast on Twitter. Um, you'll find all the interviews exclusively and obviously the Kick Out podcast on Instagram all of our some interviews has been released we've got more to come so and we had also well we will talk about that next line of interview later but yeah let's talk about um, I guess we had the go home show of Smackdown just before Wrestlemania the Smackdown Wrestlemania that's what they call it now and we had the Andrew the Giant Battle Royal I'll be honest this was so like I mean, I'm not gonna I don't want to say it was, was lackluster, but I, mean, it was. I kind of don't remember much that That's happened. Right. Yeah. I, I remember the winner, yeah. but I don't really remember I any. I just remember like, the fact that Damien Priest and Finn Balor was in this, yeah. and I felt bad. For them. For them. Because they didn't have many moments. They didn't have any many moments, but one Whoa, did. One, one did. did. So that we'll kind of into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. But, um, but Finn Balor was the last man with Riddick Moss. US champion, by the way, Finn Balor. US, US champion, and Riddick Moss eliminated, which I felt was a good choice. Mm. I feel like that's a good way of giving Riddick Moss the rub. Funny enough, if you circle back to WrestleMania 32 when Ace and I first interviewed Finn Balor back then, he did tip that Riddick Moss one day is the star, will be a bright star in the WWE. And for him, six years later, to give him a nice rub with the Andre the Giant Battle Royale, yeah. you know, that was nice. It was nice, but will it do a lot for him? <laughs> no. <laughs> it has none of any for anyone. Uh, I totally forgot Jey Uso won the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. Who? Who has that ever done anything for? There's got to be a stipulation. I don't want a big trophy with Andre. I love Andre. Big up to Andre. Yeah. But I don't want a big trophy with Andre. I want it to mean something. I want it to mean a WrestleMate or like a, a title, title shot. shot or I don't know. Or, don't know. or a, or a mid card shot. Or mid card title, title shot. That That's would make what it sense. Should be. You know what I'm saying? Something for the because it will give IC in the US more relevance. Or like guaranteed money in a bank sport or like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That makes sense. Last entry of a row. I don't know. I don't. No, know. Not just a trophy. Just not a tro- I don't want a trophy. Bro. There wasn't even a women's battle royal this year, was there? No, there wasn't. Dead out. But the women had shine, so we they they can't be. Yeah. To be fair, all of the like the women that we needed to see were seen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, um, I don't actually remember anything else from that SmackDown. To be honest, nothing much to really talk about. Um, I genuinely don't remember anything else. So let's it. talk about the Hall of Fame. Mm. Um, yeah, it was it was a good class, just five names this year, uh, and there was some names that I've wanted to see be inducted to the Hall of Fame for a long of time. Of course. So 
so it, it was it was it was a good one for me uh the likes of vader i remember vader was very sentimental about being able to get that honor before he passed away he used to go on social media a lot and no way yeah he was champion for him to serious be, yeah and he was champion for the fans to like push for him to push hit. for him to get it and why did it happen after being there was a year where we thought oh maybe but he they got him to induct stan hansen instead and i uh, thought okay, okay it's coming okay yeah you're but he him. did he mentioned that he didn't have long to live oh did he say that then that's what it was he had a health condition he knew he didn't have long so he was trying to say hey i ain't got long left the doctor said i've only got a year or so you know oh, man. Was, i would love to go in the hall of fame and mm. this didn't happen that's a shame yeah so I'm glad that Vader got his flowers. His son, who used to be an NXT wrestler, um, and his mo- and his Vader's mother inducted Vader into the Hall of Fame. It was a nice short speech, you know. It wasn't that long, but it was nice. They mentioned the reference like boys, um, boy meets world. When Vader used to be yeah. in there. They, they mentioned the master Don, yeah. master he's Don in New Japan and in WCW. They, the mask was there. Was in the center. The mask was there. Yeah, man. I kind of wish they mentioned that he loved the fact that he gave. Ron Simmons, that because you know Vader actually generally Vader tweeted at me one time, told me that he loved putting putting Ron Simmons over to win that. It was one of the most highlights, biggest highlights of his career. Sick. So I wish that was mentioned, but it's okay. Mm. It's um, rest in peace to Vader, man. There's other things that weren't mentioned, but we'll get to it. (laughs) (laughs) There's other things. There's loads of things that wasn't mentioned that we won't get into. no, I mean, there was something else at Hall of Fame that wasn't mentioned, or someone else that wasn't mentioned. Oh yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Mm. Next, we had Queen Charmel, who was. Um... Well, I'll be honest. We, uh, I, I'll, I'll stand up and say that I was skeptical about this induction. Yeah. Um, but after looking at the highlight package, she did a lot, man. She did a lot. She did a lot. And, you know what and, I'm saying? And, 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 and it, it was impactful. Like, it's quite impactful. And it, and it wasn't like it wasn't like um, she like she was a manager for other wrestlers as well. She yeah. Was a valid back in WCW, mm. like Prince Ayaki, if yeah. anyone remembers him. Uh, uh, there was a wrestler from the flock called Loki. Okay. Or was it Loki? Or I can't remember his name. It might not be Loki, but something like that. She used to manage him. And, and she was super instrumental in that whole King Booker thing. You could like it wouldn't have worked as well. If she, she won Miss Black America yeah, back yeah. in the day. Natural so. girl. Salute to Nitro her. Girl. I loved her speech though, man. It was oh, very like was elegant, very classy. Sweet. Yeah, man. Making Booker T cry. Yeah. <laughs> Tell how much she loves him, and it's just a lovely. And I love, <coughs> I love how Booker T backed her over there. Oh yeah. hell. Queen yeah, yeah. so it's amazing. He's, he's, it was a great was, Steiner yeah. Brothers, man. Like one of my all-time favorite tag teams. I was so thrilled that they finally got their their flowers. I was a bit worried about what Scott Steiner was going to say. Big up to James Dino in the back, do some editing. Uh, my brother James Dino in the back. Um, Scott, I was a bit worried about Scott Steiner. I'm gonna lie to you. I even th- his story. I didn't even know where he was going with that cow story. Do you know what's yeah. funny? Because yeah. Rick looked nervous too. Yeah. <laughs> Brother. Rick, Rick looked, looked like, shook. oh my God. And then Rick was like, look, you're taking up all the time, bro. Yeah. We only had four minutes. You left me with one. <laughs> that was joke. I love Rick. Killed it. Yeah, Rick controlled yeah. it. He yeah, controlled it. Because Scott started talking about some speech about how he met Savage and tried to draw some cows towards yeah, him. It was like- I was like, where are you going with the story, bro? I would have I appreciated the math equation right. over that. Yeah. But I know that's not a WWE highlight. That was, that was his TNA days. But yeah. Well, he didn't mention maths, though. He did, didn't he? He, did he didn't make a little joke about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the Steiner Brothers, legendary tag team from Japan and, and WCW and, of course, WWE. They so deserved this Hall of Fame and it was great to see them in it. Um, then you had a very sad warrior induction. Super sad. sad. That was really mm, sad. Very you sad. You see a lot of the wrestlers yeah. welling up. I saw Tamina crying. 
Mon- For those that don't know the story, you're Shad yeah, Gaspar. Ahead, like, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. So, yeah, Shad West yeah. Gaspar, former WWE wrestler, part of the crime time with JTG. Um, he sadly passed away when trying to rescue his son. Yeah. Um, in a war incident where it was like in the sea or ocean yeah, somewhere. So yeah, he's on the beach. On the beach, yeah. So he was inducted by his wife and his son, and his wife made this really emotional speech about how he was more than a wrestler; he was a hero. You know what I mean? And his son was there to witness it. It was a, it was an amazing moment, man. And they were strong. They were strong, man. Like you yeah. can see, they want the, the wife wanted to cry, yeah, but she held it together. Yeah, 100%. And the son obviously held it together yeah. too. And it was a very sweet, sweet, emotional moment. And, it, and I, was, I was looking at the wrestlers as they were talking, the wrestlers that was on the stage yeah. in the Hall of Fame, and you could see how much how much Shad meant to all of them. Like yeah. it was, yeah. Rest in peace, Shad, man. That was that was really tough. I think Matt Riddle was even well enough. Really? Well. Yeah. I mean, it's like whether you knew the person or not. That's a sad story. Sorry. For somebody to like die, trying to save their son. Yeah. Like it's everything. Any dad yeah. would do that. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, it's, would you though? That's the thing. It's like, can you? It's like it's hard. Some people shook. Some people I'm saying. Scared. You never yeah, know. Yeah. Like you never. You think you think oh, I'm going to do it, but do you know if you would? It's mad, man. It's just like something that you would never want to situation you'd never want to be in. But you would always like, yeah. Salute to his son, man, and and his and his partner. I feel it was an amazing speech. Big up to JTG as well. Yeah. who escorted yeah, them down to the that ring. Was nice. Didn't uh, make it about him. Nah, mate. They did the cram time hand, a handshake, which was dope. That was a great way to deal with it. Didn't make it about himself. Yeah, so. of course, of course, of course. And uh, and then lastly, we had the induction of the Undertaker. He came out. I swear he had like a 15 minute standing ovation before he even said a word. Matting. 15 minute standing ovation. Matting. Uh, a very loved, beloved superstar, a legend in the business. The Undertaker finally got his Hall of Fame. And a wonderful speech. Mm. One of the best speeches of Hall of Fame history. Great speech. The only problem I had with the speech was, man, didn't even mention Mick Foley. Yes, man. It's a mad thing. What, what are we doing here? <laughs> I don't understand it. Mark. I just don't. Come on, How Mark. How can you not mention Mick Foley? Yeah, I mean. He probably gave you your best match. I think, I'll be <laughs> honest, like, all weekend we've been trying to work out whether this was a calculated snub. Or just a, like a snip of the tongue, or just I don't know, just not having force. I don't know what is it. It feels like I think because of like what you said, the importance of Mick Foley to the Undertaker, it feels a little bit deliberate. I think it's a and that's make that makes me uncomfortable. Me too. Yeah. And Mick Foley's a good guy. You yeah. Know, you know, yeah. it's like yeah. the day and night Mick Foley's done to make mm. you feel that way. That's like me. That's like me if Skinner gets inducted. Yeah. Here we go. Let's do this. Let's do this. The analogy here. Yeah. Just to bring it home for people that don't understand why I'm vexed about this. Yeah. Skin it being inducted to broadcaster the year in 2048. And I never mentioned Ace. <laughs> We're like, yo, Ace. what's going on? What happened? I don't mention Ace importance to helping me get to this path at all. <laughs> thank you. I'd like to thank I'd like to thank my seamstress. Yeah, I mean, the se- I mean, no, the seamstress, you can't, the no, thing is, the we say that. is important that's important because that's part of his gear. Yeah. But, his his gi- his gimmick is the Undertaker. Do you know what I'm saying? So this, the what he wore it was one hundred percent. But we're gonna, we're gonna be honest here. Like if if you if you say to anybody an Undertaker highlight, eight out of ten people are gonna say the hell in the cell. Eight out of ten people are gonna say. Some hell people the say the boiler room match. Do you know what I'm saying? And that was the first time Undertaker started having good matches. What's you know the boiler room match? That that like aesthetic of Mick Foley flying through the air onto that table. Is this ever going to be etched in everyone's memory? And it's quite sad that he never mentioned that. But the, the speech was beautiful. He, he did big up Shawn Michaels. He bigged up Triple H. He bigged up a lot of great matches. His life on the road with 
BSK, the you know the, the what's it called again? Bone Skull, the Bone. Um, no Street Click. Street. I don't know. Bone Street Gat Click. Something like that. We're gonna, with, we're making up now. It was a group with like Savio Vega, Godfather, Yokozuna, Yokozuna the Godwins, um, the Harris Brothers, the Godwins. Yeah. He had a really nice sentimental speech about Crush. Yeah. How Brian Adams' Crush meant a lot to him. Well, that's one of his best friends. He, you know, bigged up the Godfather, how much he loves him, the time on the road they shared together. Um, I, I really like their relationship. Yeah, me too. Because I think, like, you, I think you could have, you could look at The Undertaker as this badass American guy from down South America and not think he has a friend like The Godfather. Yeah. And the fact that you can tell they're real brothers, yeah, yeah. like, it actually makes me warmer to yeah, The Undertaker, yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, me too. You know what I mean? Me because too. we all know, like, Today is the day, but in the past, some wrestlers have had yeah. sketchy history when 100%. it comes to race. Do you know what I'm saying? 100%. Real legends as well. Like, re- y- yes, please, sir. <laughs> please, sir. <laughs> Excited. We're in a hotel. We're in a hotel lobby, so people are getting excited. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, we we know about some of our favorite wrestlers that have got sketchy past when it comes to things like race and we've heard like what black wrestlers used to have to go through back in the day so when i see like the undertaker the american badass and you saw him in uh uh on the harley and uh the the, the bandanas and that you might think oh, okay what's going on over here but the truth is he's down man he's one of the man names you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah. so i like I, I, that's always made me want- blue lives matter shirt, but that's fine. That's fine. okay i mean no, he didn't say blue lives matter. <laughs> i'm exaggerating about it he just wears a very pro police force but mm. we don't know he's got probably got a different affiliation you never police know. because he's got family never that's know. police yeah you know what i mean you i think know. that's i think that you can't judge that no that doesn't mean anything you know what i'm saying no i know, I know. it's different from I'm him wearing, yeah do you know what i mean he's not wearing we won't even go with that you know what i mean yeah <laughs> he ain't saying like yeah yeah exactly exactly that so yeah big up to the undertaker um okay should we go to day one yeah what is the more you want to say about Hall of Fame? No, I think that's that's it for Hall of Fame, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, Hall of Fame was cool. And yeah, I guess we should just get into it, shall well, we? did you go out at that fight? Because Skillet's been out every night. I wanted one to know this. Uh, that's why I sound so much up, guys. He's been out every night. Raven, Friday, and the thing is, this, like, he does it big because Skillet will be like, yeah, last night I was out with MVP and <laughs> the Usos. And yeah, yeah man, we was drinking it, it up. Like. Usos, drinking it up, yeah. Uh, well, with, um, I was being responsible in bed. You were being responsible? You were, Not man. really. I, 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 the jet lag is just killing me, bro. But it's fine. So you, got that, you didn't go out that night, did you? Or did you? Did you go out that night? Did you go out that night? What, after Hall of Fame? Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I know I definitely went out after night one. And then we went out after night two, didn't we? Yeah. I don't know. Let's go to day one. Day one. Day one. Uh, so we took a cab to the AT&T Stadium, mm-hmm. where we've been before for WrestleMania 32. And uh, this was a better experience for me, if I'm honest. Yeah. I felt like, don't get me wrong, 32 was a, it's always good, it's always going to be a great experience at WrestleMania, but you know we were very much press. Yeah. Even though we're press. Yeah. I felt like we were press slash fans this time around. Okay, yeah. We but I felt like 30, when we did 32, we were like, no, you're going to be doing this interview, yeah. that interview. You're going here. Yeah. You're going. There. We didn't have much downtime. Yeah. We really didn't. Yeah. And um, and then obviously we were in the sky box when we watched 32. Yeah. Different experience of actually being in the, oh, in, the in the in the crowd. Yeah. So this year we were in the crowd. And um, it kicked off, man. I mean, it kicked off straight away with the first match um, being. <laughs> You've got it. Um, why have I forgotten what the first yeah, match brain. was? You had a brain fart. 
Um, oh yeah, of course. It was the Usos versus Nakamura and Rig. Yes, 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 I mean, yes. And the, the atmosphere was electric. Everyone was excited. I think what we, what we people forget is like, the truth is, this has been the first real mania in... Since COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So we had the two, we had two year pandemic. Yeah. Then we had um, last year's mania, which was only half capacity. You remember? It was yeah. like it wasn't a full yeah, mania, a full and this has been the first time back when it's just like fans full capacity, two nights, big matches. So yeah, people were really up people for it. Up they for were it. ready. And so are we. We were. So yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So we kicked off with um, Rick Brooks introducing himself and Nakamura. I loved their ring attire. They finally had matching clothes. They looked like an actual solid actual, tag yeah. team. Actual, actual tag team. Nakamura looked like a rock star yeah, as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? They both look like rock stars. And um, and then the Usos come out looking great. Their ring gear was great, and it started off well. The match was very exciting. It started mm. really, really well. But unfortunately, we had a major in- incident, a major injury, within the first few minutes. Yes, it was. How long into the match was it? I think it was like the first five minutes. Nah, I'm sure they had more because it looked. It was good. Think about it. Like it was good for a little while. Then yeah. It definitely cut the short match. Cut, yeah. cut the match short. It definitely did. So Rick Bruce in a like in a show of strength. And the thing is he did something earlier which was cool as yeah, well. Yeah. So he had um one of the Usos on his shoulder and he did like a, a, a lunge, like a dip. You know what I mean? Just to show that his legs were strong. Uh, and then he tried he kinda almost tried the same thing with both Usos on his back. And yeah. then he instantly just hit the floor. And we, we knew instantly that something wrong. This wasn't yeah, this wasn't because the way everybody rushed through yeah. it, we knew that this. Yeah, he apparently he tore a quadriceps. quadriceps. Yeah, and Which then so Nakamura through. had to fight the Usos by himself. He tried valiantly, but this didn't work out. And do you think the Usos this was, was the win? Usos because the win. Do you think that that was the actual finish? No. No, I mean, so you think Nakamura? Oh, I think the Usos were everything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you know, they didn't have to change the. I don't think they had to change the ending. Okay. I think that ending that we saw was going to be the ending. Okay. Maybe, but let's I think just, the problem the was, end, you know? I think Nakamura took both of the spots. Well, maybe one of them was taking the spot. And the other, do you know what I mean? But Nakamura had to take double duty. And, um, but yeah, no, I, I always felt the plan was to have the whole bloodline. With all the titles. Remain victorious with him. With yeah. Reigns with two titles. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully, Rick Bruce, hopefully he's, uh, he will get better soon. Yeah, man. Um, then we had um, the Mysterios, right? The Mysterios. No, no, we didn't. We had Happy Corbin and Drew McIntyre. Right. Yeah. You just gonna talk about this? Um, I would say, do you know what? I ha- again, I think for me, I don't know how you, what you think. I think if I'm Drew McIntyre, I won't be happy. Right. I think you, he's gone from carrying a company on his back during a pandemic. Yep. To having um, to losing yep. at the mania after that, where the fans came back to Lashley, to now being in a program with um, Happy Corbin that feels like it's lasted a year. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just like, okay, I don't want to see Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin anymore. I'm fed up. And it was in the middle of the... It was in a kind of dead base in the card. Like, and what's interesting is the reaction he got after... Amazing. Made me feel like, okay, he does need to be pushed up a little bit He's more. He's to the start. Because the fans really mess Here's with him. Here's the it. thing. I, I, I give McIntyre a lot of stick. Yeah. But I can't deny what I see in front of me. He's a star. He is. Like Americans love his art. They, they love his rascal. Yeah, yeah. They love him. There's a bunch of old women behind us, yeah. screaming their lungs out. Seriously. Like they're seeing like some Elvis, Hollywood Elvis or some shit. Yeah, they're seeing Drake. Yeah, yeah, Martin. 
So yeah. what do I know? Yeah. Like he's just still and the, and the reception he got after the match, like you just said. Big, big, huge reception. So McIntyre is still a star. Didn't like the sword thing, though. Uh, he, it basically, ends up chopping the ropes. At chopping end. the ropes in the middle of the match. Also, uh, I feel like the, match, the uh, story, the whole story about this, the match was like, um, no one's ever kicked out at the end of days. Right. And so if Happy Corbin ends, is able to put the end of days on Drew McIntyre. It would have been done. It would have been done. But Drew kicked out of it. But I, I just feel like it was... Didn't Drew flip over? I can't remember. I think Did he flip over? flip over, yeah. I just feel like it. Like that's not. That wasn't. That doesn't make the match sexy for me. I ain't gonna lie, man. I, I got time for Happy Corbin, you know. Yeah. I got time for Master. I, I love those guys, bro. And I, I, I want. More, I want Corbin needs to do more. Okay. What's What's next for Drew, though? I think it's a bit early for him to challenge Reigns, which is that's definitely gonna eventually happen. I think. You know. I think. I think Reigns. Needs, I think Drew needs to go through one more bigger star. Okay. Before he gets to Reigns. Who though? Yeah. That's where I'm struggling. Yeah. Where's is Drew and Raw? Drew's on SmackDown. I can't think of anyone, you know. That's really bad. They're lacking heels on SmackDown, isn't it? Yeah, they do. They really are, because it's, it's like, okay, it's Bloodline, and it's Sami Zayn. Yeah. Shit, that's, that's it. Oh, Sheamus and the man. Sheamus and man. Maybe them, well, them. No, it's just, we just done that, yeah. yeah. Maybe Drew and... Owens? Owens is on war. I know. <laughs> yeah, he's probably going to just have to go he's straight to, to Reigns. To Reigns. Like, All right. Then mm. we had a match where I wasn't really interested in, but actually being one of the best matches of the night. If I, if I, if, if, 100%. Uh, the, the, the tag match between The Miz and Logan Paul versus Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Hey, man. I said it. I, I, big up to Alex McCarthy. But I think Alex McCarthy thought I was like, just saying stuff just to say stuff but I did say when Dominic come out that was a hit, that was a homage to Eddie Guerrero okay. yeah. and Alex was like yeah yeah right everybody right. Yeah, yeah. and then I look at the social media and everybody's saying yeah that was a homage to Eddie okay. Guerrero okay. So, you know sometimes when it talks you know it doesn't make sense um, but this was a great match uh, Logan Paul Miz with the matching ring gear looking great um, and uh Dominic and Ray looking absolutely great. And you know what? Dominic Mysterio really impressed me. Yeah. Before we talk about Logan Paul, who actually for me stole the show. I think he stole his match to me. But Dominic actually was doing stuff like I was like, this is the, okay. this is the level I want him to be at. Yeah. Because he was always good. I just didn't think he fit. You know, it's a, um, it's a hard act to follow or to follow your dad's shoes. You know right. what I mean? So, but he was doing good. But Logan Paul, let's talk about Logan Paul. He, I think, so like, Bad Bunny set the bar high. Yeah. It? For, for, for celebrity wrestlers to come in and do Wrestlemania we've seen them all of these years but what Bad Bunny did I said about high celebrities don't want to come in now and just like they have to wrestle they actually have to wrestle you have to train you it's have to no. really get it's not come in no. like have a slap and then do you know what I mean or a crazy like I don't know off the top road, like Snoop Dogg you gotta actually you really do the thing yeah. and I think like I said Bad Bunny set the bar so high that Logan Paul was never was not going to be outdone by anybody and he did the thing, bro. Like, Logan Paul he actually, actually did, a, did it. So let's talk about some of the set moves that Logan Paul did. Yeah. A blockbuster yes. from the top rope. Yeah. He did the Eddie Guerrero. Um, uh, Fox Splash. He did three, three, three Amigos. Yeah. I feel like there's another move we're forgetting that he did. Uh, listen, go back and watch it. It was sick. Was it was really good. And do you know what? More so even just the moves. Yes, he's we know he's athletic. Like, we've seen him, yeah? So 
I'm not saying that it's not going to be. We all, we have, no one knows how difficult it is to be a WWE superstar. But for me, more so, what I was impressed with was the storytelling, his facial expressions. Like he was really, like he was really getting heat. Yeah, do you know what I'm right, saying? Yeah. Like trolling, doing the Eddie moves, and like talking to the crowd. That like, watch this, and you know what I mean. You know what, Even though, more so than Miz. Love him or hate him, he's a different breed. You know? Yeah, man. I, I've hated them before, and now I've, I've got I time for them. Yeah, I've got time for them, both of them. Honestly. Like, even with the fact that he does the boxing thing, and he's just a character, man. Yeah. He's on this thing. Yeah, man. trust me. Big up Logan Paul. And yeah. um, that was a great match. So um, the Miz and Logan Paul picked up the win, and then the Miz turned to Logan Paul. Excellent, because I want to see more Logan. So it'll be good. I wanna, and I think the Miz and Logan Paul is a great fit together. 100%. Two arrogant people yeah. going at it. I don't think they should turn Miz face. I, I don't think they're going to see. I think Miz, Miz is. Yeah, I think they're going yeah, to. They're trying to. Yeah, it's like turn, a weather. Yeah, Paul. but I also feel like they're trying to turn Logan a little bit face. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Okay. Because no one's more hated than the Miz. Well, Logan Paul's getting heat though. Yeah, he was. He was. He was. And then next up, we had. Okay, the next two matches we're going to talk about. Probably the highlights of this whole weekend, in my opinion. Uh, the singles match between Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. I mean, they started off with two great entrances. Yeah. Becky Lynch has had the now, then, forever WWE vignette that starts at the beginning. But it was like a Becky Lynch. Loads of pictures of her. It was, it was so it, good. Transformed into big time. Bex, yeah. That was. And I, when I saw that, I was like, "Yo, that's amazing. cold." And she cold. came out. She looked, the drip was nice. Cold. She was looking great. Yeah. I, I think big up to James. I think she, he was saying that it looked like she was doing a little bit of a fifth element. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Tribute there with her look, but then. Bianca Belair, the EST. The EST. The EST of the entrances as well. She had to kill it with the Beyonce, Coachella. Yep. Trumpet March band. Yeah. The e, what's, it, what's it, the SEU or something yeah, like that? Yeah, the SEU bands, HBS, HBCUs. And you know what? I've always liked Bianca Belair's theme song, but I feel like that entrance makes me love her. Yeah, it makes me love yeah, the theme now. Yeah, yeah. She come out looking great. She designs her, all her own ring gear yeah, as well. Yeah, 100%. Looking amazing and match the theme of the marching band, yeah. and they just put on a classic. Absolute classic. I like. I loved the opening of the match where they kind of they gave us a little a touch back to SummerSlam. Mm. It was like, here's the handshake. Yes. Are you gonna shake my hand? Yeah. And then, yeah. and and then, then like, Becky again. The man, that man handled Slam and all. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it was wicked. It was wicked. It was so good. And um, let me ask you this though. Yeah. So for those that obviously you guys watched probably watched it already, Bianca Bella picks up the victory. She is now the Raw Women's Championship champion. This was a great match. Great was it better than Belair versus Banks? No. Why? Um, I'll have to watch it back because I do think this match was incredible. It's so very good. It probably is very close to mm. Bianca and Banks. I don't know. There's something about Bianca and Banks that was just so special. I think, and I felt like. I think Bianca, like she had them them spots in that match, like the one arm press and she yeah. walking up the stairs and all that stuff. Yeah. I think Bianca made her. I mean, like, sorry, Sasha made her look super but, strong. Yeah. Was Becky was a bit more. Actually, I don't know, man. I'm not sure. You know what's funny? Because coming out of watching it live, my first reaction was that wasn't better than Banks and Be- yeah. and Banks and Bianca. But watching it back, it might be. It might be. I'm gonna watch it. It was I'm up there, it. man. Yeah, it was bad. It was and good. even like the. The way the match ended, the, yeah. ne- the, the, the reversals, the near falls, and like it just it, it looked legitimately and, like. And Bianca did like the last third of the match with one eye. Yeah, which is sick. Becky Lynch yeah. caught her with a cannonball, and her heel caught Bianca's eye, so Bianca had a swollen up eye for the rest of the match. Mm. What a great match! What a great Fantastic, match. Match. awesome match, awesome, Damn. awesome. 
Yeah, man. So Bianca Belair walks away with the Royal Women's Championship. She's won back-to-back manias. SmackDown Women's Championship and the Royal Women's Championship. You got Bianca Belair. I, I want a streak, man. Yeah, I really do I want a streak. I streak want a streak, though. man. We ain't had it yeah. since Undertaker. I think I want. A, I would love a streak. Yeah. That'd be a good shout, actually. Because mm. even, even with that, she doesn't need to be the champion all the time. She yeah. just want just keep that streak in it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Taker was a champion, that was a like champion for years upon years, holding belts for. Do you know what I mean? He, mm. he had the, he had it had it every now and then, but mm. it wasn't about. We didn't have super long reigns. No. Do you know what I mean? No, but no. the streak, I think the streak is more important. I think during that time the streak was more important than any championship. Oh. Sheesh. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, you know, I think that's a good shout. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but next up, man. Now, you and I had a bet. We had a wager yeah. for this match. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of speculation here. We all knew that Seth Rollins going into WrestleMania would have a mystery opponent. Who is it going to be? There's a lot of rumours. Is it Cody Rhodes? Is it Gable Stevenson? Is it Shane McMahon? Who else did they say it was? Is it? Is he going to come back as Stardust? What else did they say? They said, uh, is it... Um, there was one more person that was part of the four. Shane McMahon. They said um, Shane McMahon, Gable Stevenson, Cody Rhodes, or... Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. Or Moxley. Oh, or Moxley. Yeah. I think that was a James. I said it was definitely James. 100% Cody Rhodes. Because I also knew that Cody Rhodes had the, the rights to his theme song. So I was like, it's Cody Rhodes and it's American Nightmare, not the Stardust. And I won. I won my yeah, bet. Yeah. I went crazy. It was a great entrance. Cody Rhodes has returned to WWE at WrestleMania, the Grand Stage of All. Uh, it was so done well as well. The pop was crazy. The way they introduced him was amazing. They even held off and built up anticipations because you're thinking yeah. it was incredible. It was and the good. match was brilliant. Cody was very emotional. And uh, what a match. What a match, man. Cody's back, man. Slow, yeah. But then it got good 100%. 100%. Team. What a match, man. He's back. Um, we're very excited about where he's going to go. And I think what's really, what excites me more is yes, we've heard him say that he's, he's coming back for the title. But how does he get there? What's the route? Who does yeah. he have to go through? Like, I can't wait to see it, man. I can't wait. Yeah, same here. And then uh, after that, we had, um, oh yeah, the women's SmackDown tag match, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Right. Yeah. yeah. Didn't live up to expectations, no. unfortunately. Um, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to show it too much, but I just, it, it but wasn't, wasn't. Nah. I would. I would. I would probably prefer them to have swapped their matches around. I would, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, the Raw match would have been, should have been better there. But it is what it is. Um, they had a hard spot. Yeah. Following three, uh, two great matches yeah. and then Logan Paul. You know what I mean? It just it was bit. I mean, it's interesting that Charlotte retains because Charlotte I think retained. everybody, like Ronda Rousey's like, lost too many. I know. Which is interesting. She was the biggest draw. She probably makes the most money. So and she was to come back. And, in UFC and, and she's come back and had two losses. Lost it's it's yeah. very interesting. It's very interesting to see where she goes with that. Is she going to take a little bit of time off? Like, what now? I guess we'll find out on SmackDown. I guess we'll find out on SmackDown. Yeah. And lastly, of night one, the main event, Stone Cold Steve Austin returns. Stone Cold Steve Austin has returned to the WWE. And we didn't know what was going to be. We had an interview with Kevin Owens, which we'll play at the end of this yeah. episode. We had an interview with Kevin Owens about this match. We didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know if it was going to be a main event or main event moment. But Kevin always does tell us, which you were here at the end of the show, 
how much this match meant to him. 100%. And what a segment it was. It was a great promo. It was a great sit down. Kevin Owens, probably the best Kevin Owens show yeah, yeah, ever. 100%. Austin comes out, make you know, with, first he walks down, then he goes back. It's the, the classic Austin 316 truck. Drives down. Well, it's not a truck. It's a ATV. ATV. I'm not good with cars. Four wheeler. Cuts a great promo with Owens, and then it turns into a match. Ball, we were fighting everywhere. Hey, wasn't we like big kids? We were going crazy. We were going, we we were going absolutely. Nuts. We nuts. were going crazy, and, and the fact that Austin actually gave us a match, took some bumps, suplexes on the concrete, suplexing Kevin Owens on the stage, throwing him through a table, drinking beer while he kicks. <laughs> Loved it. Like still, like wow. I don't think we've seen him do <laughs> no, that before. That's something new. They, they gave us something new. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. New. But I think I think it was smart because it kind of masked that he was he didn't need, he didn't need to do as much work mm-hmm. because he was it was ama- it was amazing man it was good. Owen, uh, oh he took a stunner from Owen. Yeah, he took gave, a gave took a suplex on the concrete floor. He gave Owen a stunner back. Yeah, and it was one two three. It was a great match. It was a great ending to a brilliant WrestleMania night one for me. Absolutely fantastic. No doubt. <laughs> what would you rank it out of five night one? Out of five. Ah, strong four and a half. Yeah, yeah, four half strong four and a half. I think um, it was what I think they did. After what I think I've been they've, they've done the entire weekend is fan service, and we deserve it. We haven't really had it the way we wanted to have it. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? And they really looked after the fans this weekend. The raw after Mania, not so much. No, <laughs> we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. But in regards to Mania, they really looked after the fans, which is great. And I think because I think that's sometimes a um, a criticism of AEW is they just do fan service. Yeah. Everything is fan service. The fans say, I'll sign this person, they sign him. Oh, we want to see this. And it just happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With WWE, WWE no, WWE know how to like build the story. And sometimes they don't get it right. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Sometimes they don't give the fans what they want. Yeah. But I think sometimes that's what leads us to keep coming back because we want to see if it gets there. But this this particular weekend, we were all satisfied. It was like... It was amazing. Even if you didn't get the result you wanted, you enjoyed the match. Do you know what I'm saying? It was very good. It was such a brilliant WrestleMania. And for those who's never been to WrestleMania before, well, we're telling you, get yourself out there. It's it's one of the best spectacles you've ever seen in your life. You don't even have to be a wrestling fan and you'll still be going out there smiling and laughing and having a great time. Um, 100%. We're going to talk about night two. We're going to talk about the Raw after Mania in the few coming days during this week. Uh, Ace and I, we actually had to get a flight. Yes, so, we got to go, know. man. But listen to our interview with Kevin Owens. He talks about um, his love for Austin and what this match meant to him at WrestleMania 38. And we'll be back soon. Great. Hey, all right, Kick Out Podcast, BBC Radio 1 Extra. Uh, we are here with the man, KO, Kevin Owens. What's going on, sir? Not much. Just uh, doing the rounds, talking to a lot of people, you know. You, 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 you guys have been busy too, I assume. Yeah, well, like, huge weekend for yeah, you, though, man. Absolutely, huge yeah, weekend. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, what would 15-year-old Kevin Owens say about being able to have a WrestleMania, WrestleMania moment with the icon? Main event, main, actually. Main, I mean, it, it's a moment. I didn't event. want to say it was, because we don't know where it is yet. It's a moment. It's a huge moment. It's a main event moment. Can I call it that? Yeah, it's a main event moment. Yeah, absolutely. Go. Biggest KO show of all time. And uh, as far as 15-year-old Kevin goes, uh, man, Stone Cold was my favorite um, to a level where it was almost uh, crazy. You know, I had my room was plastered floor to ceiling and Stone Cold Steve Austin posters. He uh, shaped my career in a lot of ways with, you know, when you watch somebody as much as as I watched him, 
you'll pick up mannerisms, you'll pick up movements. You'll, it, it's like not, it's almost subconscious, right? But beyond that, I met him in an airport in 2005. He gave me the best piece of advice I could have ever received in my career. I put it in practice immediately, and it helped get me where I am now. In 2013, he put me on his podcast when I was just an independent wrestler trying to get there. Uh, and at the end of that podcast, he heavily suggested that WWE should take a look at me. A few months later, I was signed to the company. Uh, and then after that, we kept in touch. And one day, I asked him if I could use the Stone Cold Stunner as my finishing move, and he said yes. Uh, gave me his blessing. So to say that he had a huge influence on my career is uh, it's an understatement, really. Was, was using the Stunner part of your plan to get to this moment? So I will say this. It wasn't, because to me... It was unfathomable that this would happen. I thought he was mm. retired. And yeah, he comes back once in a while to do a little thing on Raw, maybe sometimes, you know. But um, it was very few and far between. I, I really didn't think this was possible. But I did, it did occur to me that if he were to come back to do something, uh, it, it probably makes sense to be with the guy who's doing the stunner. So that did occur to me. Uh, I guess in a way I played the long game there. But it was not my, uh, you know, it wasn't my motivation at, at its inception. It was really just because I felt like I needed a new finishing move. And the stunner is the best move of all time, in my opinion. It's so exciting. And it was a daunting task, in a way, to take it over because I knew, obviously, there'd be pushback. And there's been pushback. There's always pushback. Some fans love it. Some fans absolutely hate that I do it. Uh, but uh, it's mine now, and uh, I'm not giving it back. So I don't, I don't blame you. Yeah. So, that, so that moment when you came out dressed as Austin a few weeks back, was that something that you came up with to piss off the audience, the fans? You know, it's all about just trying to make an impact. And, you know, at this point, uh, uh, Steve stated his case. He said he was coming to WrestleMania he, in, in his video there in the desert. He said he was coming, and that's that. Next time he shows up, it's at WrestleMania. Absolutely. So it's kind of up to me to get people excited about this as if they needed any more <laughs> incentive. But uh, yeah, it was just a thing that 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 that, uh, that, that came up, and uh, I, I did the best I could. And man, uh, when that second when the music hit for the second time, that was such a sweet, <laughs> sweet feeling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you've been wrestling day in day out for all of these years, um, but this moment must feel super special. What is the feeling? Is it fear? Is it nerves? Is it excitement? What what exactly is going on inside KO right now? There's so many. I mean, it's all positive. Everything's excited. Everything's glee. Everything's, uh, you know. Um, honestly, man, I think the biggest feeling is just grateful. I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful to be here with my friends. I'm grateful to be here with my coworkers. I'm grateful to be here. My family's coming. Uh, they're on their way. I'm just grateful for all of it. It's really. Uh, I don't know what to say, you know, there's really hard, yeah. You um, obviously just spoke about how much Austin believed in you. Another wrestler that believed in you was Triple H. Yeah. Obviously, we got the sad news recently that he had to retire. What's your thoughts about Triple H's legacy and, and how he, where he got you today? So nobody's ever done more for me in my career than Triple H. Not even close. I've had a lot of great people help me along the way, but nobody, uh, just nobody came close to Triple H. He's had my back for so long, from the moment I, he hired me to the moment to now, you know. Anytime things weren't going great, he was an ear for me if I needed it. Anytime things were going good, he was there for me if I needed it as well. And uh, I always wanted to wrestle him, so it's very bittersweet to know he's not going to be wrestling anymore. We always kind of assumed we'd get a match together at some point too, but I cherish the times I got to team with him in the ring. And the most important thing is doing the best thing for his family and himself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, I saw him this weekend for the first time in months. Fantastic seeing him. He looks great, sounds great. 
and that's all uh, that's all that matters. Awesome. I've got one last question. Sorry, the internet wrestling community, they're super loud at the moment. Is it hard to uh, kind of airbrush out the things that you see online or do you, is it hard to not react? Or, and do you even see the stuff that people say online? Uh, you know, I really don't go on social media as much as people would assume. I, I've tried to I tried to avoid it uh, and it's not for nothing. There's a lot of good about social media. I've, I've connected with a lot of fans that have, have incredible stories that um, you know that 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 tell me that I've helped them in some way, shape, or form. That's always incredible. But there's also a lot of negative from it. So I, I don't spend too much time on there, and I definitely don't put a whole lot of weight on anything that goes on there. Uh, yeah, I really don't have a problem shutting it off. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, we are looking forward to your match. Can't uh, wait. We can't wait to see it. So good luck and all the best of us, Thank many you. for you. Thank you.